Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hi, I'm John Nosta, the founder of Nosta Lab, and I'm a digital health philosopher. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey there, pharmacy community. I'll tell you what, this is a uh, rock star interview today. I am so excited to bring on the show someone who I look up to uh, in the world of digital health, uh, someone who is a pioneer, trendsetter, innovator, Mr. John Nasta with Nasta Lab. Good morning, John. How are you? Hey, good morning, Todd. You know, you you are you are a rock star too. I, I always listen. I appreciate what you're doing, and your voice is essential. So so thank you for those compliments. But right back at you. That's a huge compliment. I tell you what, I've been podcasting since March of 2009, and it's come uh, such a such a long way from where it was. It started out kind of just uh, I didn't want to have to repeat myself, so I started recording things and. Um, so now we're a collaborator with the Pharmacy Times. I have people like you on the show. So I tell you what, 2015 uh, is just uh, has been an incredible year so far. Uh, it, it is, and it's off to a great start. Um, you know, my 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 head is swirling with opportunity and um, new, interesting innovations in this space. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So I met John Nasta for the for the listeners on Twitter. Um, and I can't believe the expansion of the usage of Twitter and how much junk there is out there, but also how much incredible content and connections that you can make if you, of course, know how to use it. And um, when I met John and started following him and started paying attention to what he was echo booming out there, um, there's a quote on his LinkedIn page I want to read, and it says, people with domain knowledge are really helping to propel this exciting development in digital health. This includes highly respected voices like Nasta Labs founder John Nasta. He has helped me to expand my knowledge, uh, my domain knowledge in this fast growing field. And that was Mr. John Scully from his new book, uh, Moonshot. It's a game changing strategies to build billion dollar businesses. John, I am so excited about the synonymous, the anonymous, synonymous hashtag digital health and what that means and having you on the show. So in opening it up, let's give a, a background as to who is John Nasta and what is digital health? <laughs> Dude, I, I think those are two very interesting questions. I don't know if I get to answer either of them. I uh, have a background as a scientist. I was a research associate at Harvard, did work in myocardial uh, physiology, looked at preservation of ischemic myocardium back in the day when we were looking at how to best manage patients with acute myocardium myocardial infarction. That was actually in Gene Brumwald's laboratory. And Dr. Brumwald is probably one of the leading voices in American and global cardiology. He wrote the book Cardiology. And he also was the or is the editor of Harrison's Principles of Internal Medicine. So anybody who's looked through those textbooks, um, uh, that's, that's someone who I work with and actually publish with. So my background starts in science, but much to the dismay of my parents, I left to pursue my interest as a creative thinker. And for the past 20 years have focused on the empowerment of innovation through creativity. And that's what Nasta Lab is all about. It's the ability to articulate a story, to create compelling uh, headlines, strategies, and tactics. 
And my, my big concern is that digital health to many people is like, is like winking in the dark. You know you're doing it, but no one else does. And I think my challenge is to help empower this innovation and to be a voice um, to help drive this forward and get it on people's radar. So, um, you know, my background is as, as a scientist and as a marketer and as a sort of digital health pioneer, if you will. So combining those three things, I've come to this sweet spot of Nasta Lab. And how sweet it is, we'll see. But I think things are starting to stick. So I have a question, and we kind of preface this in uh, some of our other uh, short conversations. And then I have some uh, uh, a list of questions that are going to tie back some of the content that you've uh, mentioned, uh, especially over the last uh, six months. But my first question, John, is so why – is it, it, it to me? It just seems like our healthcare organization, in some ways, are kicking and screaming as they're being dragged into what is digital health. What is it about certain aspects of our industry as a whole that seems to be reluctant to accepting what is the leverage of digital health? It's a it's a complicated question, um, and it's it's built around issues of inertia. So when we look at healthcare, it's it's a, a system that hasn't changed um, from from the stethoscope to billing towards the nature of the relationship with the physician. So. Um, where would you like to start, Todd? Is there is, a, is there a direction you want me to point myself into here? Yep, that's uh, excellent uh, follow up, and that is um, let's start out with the physician, and then from the physician, mm-hmm. let's go into the pharmacist. Okay, well, you know, the physician is built around this educational process that is largely hierarchy based. If you if you track someone through, whether it be a pharmacy student or a, or a physician, the the path from student to intern, to resident, to fellow, to attending is fairly rigid. And in a lot of ways, it's almost militaristic. There's a real hierarchy. And that hierarchy defines thought and process. So I think to a certain degree, the physician is used to structure. And that structure is something that's hard to change. That's number one. Number two is that we're looking Looking at a fundamental difference between digital natives, those medical students and maybe interns now who grew up in a digital arena, and those who didn't. And most physicians are uncomfortable reaching to their smartphone to try to find a drug-drug interaction or a differential diagnosis. So I think that's, that's another major issue that is probably going to fundamentally change as we see the first generation of digital natives start to graduate from medical school and embrace technology not as an innovation or not as a, an unusual sort of sidebar, but as a fundamental reality that they've used all their lives. Heard it put that way, but in in opening up uh, that perspective, it completely makes sense. We have we have the newcomers in the world of healthcare, um, you know, ages twenty two to thirty five who uh, aren't um, aren't. It's not foreign to them to pick up the the handheld to engage to understand that it's just part of what they do as a healthcare provider. Um, and then you have the veterans and the teachers and the 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 
the trendsetters of of yesteryears who have really set the bar um, that, of course, the newcomers um, are are obtaining and innovating towards. And I think that um, in in my perspective, especially with pharmacy, for example, um, they feel that it's an extra added added um, perspective to their positions rather than something that can um, give them an extra platform to do their jobs better. And handheld applications, which everyone you know started really pounding from a business perspective uh, ten years ago, I'm seeing in the world of pharmacy it being leveraged more so in the last 24 months than ever before, um, because they realize now um, pharmacists, um, technicians, uh, workflow uh, that needs to get done uh, faster, more efficiently. That in fact. Um, the world of digital is making um, communications uh, dovetail better. It's making explanation better. We have organizations like RX Wiki that are bringing incredible uh, vetted content to the table. And your position now, uh, John, is more important than ever to push this through so that you can help to marry what is digital health with true health care. I- I was just speaking with uh, Don, Donald Hackett this morning, and he's really been a pioneer by pushing multiple phases of innovation in, in, the pharmacy, in the pharmacy sphere by delivering some really, really interesting information. First is just sort of a single channel, cha- channel source and now evolving to really a comprehensive resource um, to help drive, you know, quality care in the final analysis. So it's interesting, you know, our pharmacies, whether it be a small independent shop or a big retail, you know, CVS or Walgreens, are they embracing technology because they want to or because they have to? And I think that's a real interesting question. I think it's because they have to. Um, you know, there are younger pharmacy owners that I've talked with, and that's in the four facets of of the of the care settings that I pay attention to. We're talking about community retail. We're talking about long term care and assisted living, um, which is much more business acumen and and leveraging of data. We're talking about specialty, which is, in my opinion. Um, the most explosive uh, facet in, in vertical of what is pharmacy. And we're talking about compounding. Now, um, which one of those four seems to be not kicking and screaming with digital health, in my opinion, is specialty, long-term care, and assisted living. Because they're the ones that have understood that in order to pump out uh, expensive um, lots of attention on the prescription, lots of collaboration between the physician, the patient, and the pharmacist. It only made sense to leverage technology. So now we trickle into the community retail guy, and he or she may have three pharmacies, four pharmacies. Here in Pittsburgh, MedFast has 16 pharmacies. The leverage of technology has been an eye-opener to these organizations, um, and it's been uh, a new birth of the way that they do business. So um, I think that pharmacy is going to, um, in 2015, is going to uh, reach a whole new level of leveraging um, technology, social media, uh, handheld applications, 
based on the data that they have to leverage what is better patient care, how can I do my job faster, better, how do I leverage this information and make communication with my patients better. So when I look at what you've done, John, and I see your newest initiative with Google Health Advisory Board, that is so exciting because, I mean, if you charged me to go to Google every time I went, I'd probably pay $200, $400 a month to, to use it, although hopefully Google's not listening, but um, they know what they're doing. So, Todd, let me, let me take that, that premise that you talked about, leveraging technology, in quotes, and turn it on its head because I think this is the, the secret and the fundamental reality that's probably relevant to our audience to the pharmacists um, and clinicians. And that is, we're not leveraging technology. We're leveraging humanity. And, and, and what I mean by that is that you use the word collaboration two or three times already in our discussion. And the nature of care is moving from control, which is where a doc wrote a script the patient went to the pharmacy, filled the script, and then maybe took the medicine. But basically, it was a very linear process. And now we're seeing the emergence of the collaboratory, of this collaboration of care where empowered patients and caregivers are involved in a two-way conversation with their caregiver, with their provider, um, with their physician, with their pharmacist. So here's, here's one thought, and I've said this many times, but it really rings true for me. My, my mom, in the last few years of her life, had 20 doctors and one pharmacist. And I believe that the pharmacist and the pharmacy is a focal point around which all sorts of collaborative care can exist. So the technology is not what the story is about here. I mean, look at Facebook, look at Twitter. It's not about the technology. It's not about the, the back end of Facebook. It's about the nature of the connections I make, meeting people like you and meeting people that I knew in high school and building social relationships that enriched my life. And I believe that's the story. It's building relationships that enhance health. It's been said that this is potentially the next era of human health. That's the big story. So I think technology will evaporate. Technology will go away. And what we'll be left with is this profound engaged relationship to optimize health and extend our life. What a way to put it. And that statement, I think you just created a bunch of new fans that are pharmacists because, you know, you're so right. There's so many um, uh, facets of this. What is a specialist that you may see through your um, your level of care, your cycle of care? Um, but that that community pharmacist and that family pharmacist, um, which is uh, thought of as the second most trusted healthcare professional in healthcare. Um, really uh, kind of grows with the patient um, and that community feel and the trust that you get from that I think it it gets um, it gets amplified with with using uh, these tools with using um, you know Facebook and, and and Twitter and obviously understanding that there's a there's a level of privacy that needs to be put into place and you wouldn't go on a you wouldn't go on a public bus and start discussing a, um, a a very detailed medical procedure with a specific patient, just like you wouldn't go on Twitter and start tweeting it. But the the information that's there 
the representation that's there is so incredibly important. Well, I want to know what is the future uh, for NASA Lab? What are you working on now? And uh, how can pharmacy um, uh, kind of uh, get involved with everything that you're doing from either a, um, a question-answer perspective, uh, what you can do for organizations that may be in the, in the, in the pharmacy sector? But kind of tell us about the, the, the coming future of NASA Lab. Well, I just want to backtrack a little bit and talk about just one quick point that you made, and that's this notion of trust and security. Um, security is a very funny and resonant term now. Cybersecurity, protecting uh, our information, HIPAA-related issues. And I think that security is being actually replaced by trust. A hundred years ago, no one knew where my house was, and I felt that was the domain of my privacy, if you will. Today, everybody knows where my house is. You can find it on Google. It's not that hard. So we've changed the nature of privacy. And I think some of our health information and our data will move from a sense of security to a sense of trust. And there is no greater arbiter, as you just indicated, uh, than the pharmacist for leveraging that trust. So um, I just think that's just a sidebar that, number one, pharmacists have to recognize they are at the center of care. Number two, they have to recognize that they are at the center of trust. And number three, they have to recognize that they're suffering from an inferiority complex. And they need to rise up and capture and own those first two points. Um, the organizations, the American Pharmacists Association, the National Community of Pharmacists Association, which is, uh, of course, a champion of independent pharmacy, um, some of the state associations, the American um, Society of Healthcare Pharmacists, uh, the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists. I'm going to echo boom this uh, interview out to them. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, uh, association and marketing directors, um, consider – John as a speaker at one of your national conferences because this guy brings in information that needs to be needs to touch your memberships. It, it needs to they need to understand how they're leveraging this, what this means for their positions, what it means for um, their um, their verticals, and more importantly, what it means for true complete. Uh, patient care and patient health. And uh, John, I, I, I want these organizations to pay attention to what's happening in, uh, in health and digital health and then basically how to leverage and continue to grow as organizations. And, and they should listen and listen to your podcast. So that's, that's probably going to be the greatest source of information. So what's up with Nostalab and, and what are we looking at doing? Um, there's really a twofold strategy for me the first is to become a source of information around digital health. So I'll stand on my soapbox and I will say things. And I, I will promise my audience, whether they're listening to me in an interview, a speech, or on Twitter, that I will try to push the boundaries and be a little provocative. I want to stir the pot. I want to get people thinking about the evolving nature of things like cybersecurity. I want to get people thinking about whether or not it's appropriate for someone to reach into their lab coat pocket and look at a technological cheat sheet and whether that's more of a technological resource. You know, I want to engage people on artificial intelligence. How are we changing the nature 
of accessing information. Daniel Kraft at Singularity University says it's not AI, it's not artificial intelligence, but IA. It's intelligence augmented. And I think that's going to be a very, very important spot for the pharmacist for one principal reason. That is, I believe that the pharmacist has some deficiencies in clinical training. They are often not the person at the front of the pack during rounds when they're in school. And they often have a certain, you know, lack of fundamental clinical knowledge around certain issues. I think this is just a reality. The opportunity to augment knowledge through technology and engagement is going to be pivotal for moving the pharmacist up and having them have a seat at the table. So that's number one, getting my voice out there and really helping drive the discussion. Um, Stir the pot a little bit, be a little controversial. The second is the practical application of digital health in the real world. So how can pharmacy implement strategies and tactics to leverage all these interesting opportunities? How can pharma step up and partner with the pharmacy with the sales force and build an integrated strategy that is um, that takes advantage of digital health. And number three, how can we build a strategy today that if not is if not using digital health and apps and devices, how can we inform our strategy so at least we know what's coming? So that's that's basically what Nostalab does. And um, I think it's an important endeavor because we're doing it from a perspective of a participant and not an active observer. So a lot of advertising agencies and marketing, marketing consultancies have a sense of what's going on, but they're, they're distant observers. So we try to do it from the inside out, and that's, that's the mission of Nostalab. I tell you what, I'm uh, so excited that you got to come on the show, um, John. I want this to be an open invitation. If you ever want, I call it echo booming, any of your content or ideas and uh, your voice out to uh, the pharmacy uh, industry as a whole, this is an open invitation to come back to the pharmacy podcast, use the platform to, um, to get the message out there. And um, I'm just thrilled that you... Uh, sure. Well, Todd, let tell you what. Let me challenge your audience. Let's ask the tough questions. Let's, you know, contact you or tweet um, some questions, and let's build a platform where we can, you know, have a have an engaged dialogue. Remember, the word of the day is collaborative care is collaboration. So let's collaborate together and work through some of these issues. I'd love to tackle the questions your audience might have and and come up with some some approaches to uh, understanding them, learning them, or implementing some solutions. So it's my pleasure. I look forward to jumping on real soon. Thank you so much, uh, John. We were uh, talking with Mr. John Nasta with Nasta Lab. It's a healthcare innovation think tank that focuses on the emergence of digital health and the implications to health, wellness, medicine, and the pharmaceutical industry. And we thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast.